Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pro Football Hall of Famer and former Buffalo Bill Andre Reed. You're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circle the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumbling Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We are in another off-season episode where we will be discussing uh, several different topics, including uh, some Super Bowl stuff. Um, Bills made a quick signing this past week, and also um, all the potential free agents the Bills are looking at. Um, Just a lot of fun stuff. But first, uh, we are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you are in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourselves a favor, check out the DraftKings Sportsbook at the DeLago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York. Uh, it's a really cool place. I'm looking to go there uh, in the next month or so just to check it out, maybe go on a day-date with a wife. Uh, it'll be, it's a fun time. Trust me, you guys will enjoy it. Mike, our, our co-hosts John and Mike are there. Mike, you just saw a, a, a concert there, right, just recently at, uh, at DeLago. Who'd you see there? Was it Our Lady Peace? It was. And? It was good. It's good. <laughs> You're like, no, it's terrible. It's it well, good. That's good. I, I just, one of my, uh, 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 one of the PTs I'm seeing, she went to go see the uh, Bush. She saw Bush at, uh, at DeLago, and she said she had a great time. It was like right before uh, the Super Bowl. It was the day before the Super Bowl. So she said it was an amazing time. She was so happy she went. So that was cool. Um, yeah, but John and Mike are here. Our co-host John and Mike. John, when you, how's it when going you go there? to a concert, do you wear uh, earplugs? No, I'm not 65 yet. John, mm. <laughs> this is my first time. Like, did you wear it's them? Such a small venue. Yeah, but I, I got the like the ones. Maybe you, not just like the the foam things you stuff in your ears that didn't deaden everything. Like, got the the like musicians or go to a concert so it like reduces the decibel level 20 like 20 decibels but you still hear like the fidelity of the sound is preserved so it was really cool i would recommend anybody doing anything get some earplugs like everything is again fidelity of the sound is preserved but you don't feel like you're gonna have uh lose your hearing (laughs) (laughs) so what are they called they're called musicians uh earplugs yeah, you can go anywhere, right? Like Amazon or were they ready like hundred bucks? Uh, I think they were like twenty, twenty five. You know, we went to uh, a concert together in Rochester, Highland Park, a few years ago. Uh, it was to see uh, Spin Doctors. Do you remember that Spin Doctors? No, it was like it was like five, six years ago. You love and- your one hit wonders. <laughs> <laughs> Little Miss Can't Be Wrong and Two Princes, right? Actually, that's, two two that's hit a two wonder. Hit wonder yeah. <laughs> that's a two. <laughs> Did they open with one and close with the other? <laughs> they just 
cycled between those two hits the entire <laughs> oh, evening. <laughs> that would be yeah. genius if they did. <laughs> it would be. It would be. Uh, but no, it was... I remember, like, you moved back. I remember, like, geez, Mike, <laughs> we're, we're fine. You don't have to move back. And I remember thinking, like, wow, that's loud. Like, I, we were pretty close. And I was just like, this isn't worth it. This is not worth losing my hearing, you know, to this band. Like, of all bands, at least if you were like, oh, I lost my hearing ACDC, right? Not like mm. I lost my middle, I lost my hearing in the middle of, like, you know, Two Princes. <laughs> like, that wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> not even Two Princes is one of their crappy songs that nobody's ever heard of, <laughs> you know, off that same album, so... The way you describe it is pretty funny. Like, you just lose it. Like, you just blink, just, and it's gone. I just, like, I'm listening. It's like, Little Miss, Little Miss, boo! <laughs> <laughs> What's the scary, man, is the cilia in your inner ear does not grow back. Like, when you when you bust your ankle, like, your body's going to heal itself. Your ears, that doesn't happen, right? So, like, you're going to get, is it tinnitus or tinnitus? Mm. Right, people say it both ways, but, like, just the constant ringing. Yeah, I'm sorry, I missed so that that'd, last be part. You say? that'd be pretty yeah, rough. That'd be pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I, I never thought about it like that. So that's cool because I didn't know that something like that existed that you could actually hear. Because I've heard of like noise canceling headphones. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, I have a pair of those, but like I never, never thought of doing. Yeah, interesting. Very cool. Good to know, Mike. Thanks. You probably saved somebody's hearing that's listening to this. So cool, John. John, how are you doing? Do you have any better? advice than what Mike just gave us for for musicians or high fidelity earphones that 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 you can still hear everything in cuz cuz now I'm going to do it. I'm definitely going to do it if I if I go to another concert. Le- like cuz at least if you bring them with you, you have them. If you don't need them, you just take them out. Like it's like whatever. It's not that loud. Like I'm I'm far enough away or I'm on I have lawn seats, it's fine, right? So, John, how's it going, man? Good. Good. No, that sounds like good advice uh to keep that in mind for next time. Yeah, he wanted yes. to say something. No, I could tell. <laughs> he was leading me down a little path where he was going to sabotage me. No, you. No, <laughs> he started was, asking I, I about was, the cost oh, or something. I was, was some little catch. I was a little skeptical at first, but the way that you you presented it, I thought you presented it very well. I think it's worth trying. Thank you. Very open minded of you. Thank you. Did you guys ever see that Simpsons episode? You're where growing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys ever see that simpsons episode where homer's taking bart to his first uh concert and marge is like i don't think you should be taking she's like those concerts are very loud and could hurt your hearing and Mar- and homer's like ah he'll be fine and then she keeps talking and all you hear in his in his hearing is <laughs> she's talking so he's like ah, everything will be fine let's go boy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my dad uh, suffered hearing loss from the Vietnam War because his truck blew up, like over a, it went over a landmine, and so he never. He's still to this day. I mean, he has, like you said. I mean, your your cilia or whatever it's called doesn't grow back. So like he didn't. He got hearing aids luckily as an older person, but still, I mean, you know, you just, it's one of those things where that was probably more concussive than anything, but still, it's, it affects your life, man. So uh, I think too, like yeah, that. Uh... Oh, ridiculous no, self-driving. Like people, when they can't hear you, they get angry. Like it affects your life in other ways, right? <laughs> like, stop mumbling. What are you doing? <laughs> We've all been attacked by older people. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> and they get defensive about it too. I feel like we're open minded. Where if like we thought we were losing our hearing, or if somebody came to us like, "Hey, uh, you can't freaking hear me. <laughs> Why don't you get some earphones? Earphone. <laughs> hearing aids is what I'm trying to say. Stop mumbling. Like, Open your the, damn ears. <laughs> the people in our lives would be like, I don't need that. <laughs> So what's funny is that you say that is my dad surprisingly is as as rough around the edges as my dad can be sometimes he has not yelled at me for that specific thing surprisingly but what's funny is oppositely my mom has gotten mad at my dad my mom's not a yeller or ever but like my dad will forget to put his hearing aids in and then she'll like say something you know normal volume mm-hmm. and even in a quiet room where no one else is talking he'd be like right bill <laughs> he's like <laughs> Wait, what? She's like, oh. <laughs> like you know, you just get sick of it after a while. I guess it's just more of a married person thing than it is anything. It's a relationship thing than more of it's like a lack of understanding. It's like, ah. anyway, <laughs> yeah. you're right. You're right, though. Um, so, some interesting topics. So, I did not do. I apologize to anyone that was tuned in to do a Twitter Space last. Sunday after the Super Bowl. I did not do one. It was late, and I was kind of peeved by the ending. Um, I thought it was a pretty good game overall, obviously, but um, it just the ending kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But we're not going to go into the Super Bowl because it's been a week since that happened. I don't want to dredge up anything, and it doesn't really matter. It doesn't change anything, but obviously the Kansas City Chiefs won another Super Bowl, so good for them. But the thing that affected the Bills, which I wanted to talk about tonight, especially with John and Mike here, was... There was news that affected the Bills straight from the Super Bowl and then going into this past week, some controversy in Bills Mafia and the national media and beyond was uh, DeMar Hamlin's jacket at the Super Bowl. So for those of you that don't know, um, uh, DeMar Hamlin was at the Super Bowl. Um, He was attending the Super Bowl. He was on the field before the game pregame, and uh, he was seen wearing a jacket that deemed to feature an offensive uh, depiction of Jesus. Um, have you guys seen this? Do you guys want to see uh, what's on my screen? Mike, have you seen it yet? Show me, Nate. Why don't you just show me? <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. So this is this is the depiction of the back of DeMar Hamlin's jacket. It's a depiction of Jesus. Uh, it's from a famous artist named which i never heard about because i don't understand art (laughs) uh not that there's anything to understand art besides the fact that it was created by a famous artist i had it here hold on tak takashi mirakami takashi mirakami that features an altered depiction of jesus on the cross now if you look at the picture of jesus like not a great picture of jesus and I say this is like he's got orange, yellow, yellowish skin. His eyes kind of look like, I guess they'd be like, people have said it's zombie-like. His teeth are crazy. Like, it's just like a weird, it's an artistic depiction of Jesus is what it comes down to, right? And it, it caught the attention of a lot of Christians on social media, um, a lot of people, you know, on the far right area, which, you know, we don't talk politics on this podcast. I think most of us are pretty centered in that, but you know, maybe we lean one way or another, but um, basically uh, people were up in arms of the fact that, you know, DeMar Hamlin could be wearing something like this. Now, mind you, just a few days earlier, DeMar Hamlin had won 
the NFLPA's Alan Page Community Award um, in a pregame ceremony. Uh, he won that award. He The first thing he did was thank God. Uh, DeMar is a very religious person, if you've ever heard him. Um, and it was just, you know, people like Adrian Peterson were going after him saying how much it was blasphemy to, to show depiction of Jesus like that. Um, guys, I, I'll open it up to you as far as, as your thoughts on it. But to me, uh, you know, like we all grew up Catholic, uh, going to church pretty often and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're adults now. Maybe it's not quite the same as it used to be. But, you know, we all grew up somewhat religious. And to me, like the first time I saw it, at least, I didn't, I wasn't like offended by it. Um, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, this is a little bit different take on it, but whatever. But of course, you know, this is the same group of people that said, um, you know, when when Damar Hamlin, like it was funny. Let me back up real quick. Is that when Damar Hamlin almost lost his life on the field, um, like a month, two months ago at this point, um, like it felt like we came together as a country to pray for him, to hope, realize how much more important someone's life is than the game itself, right? I feel like that kind of brought us together a little bit as a country. And then, like a couple of weeks later, when we knew DeMar was okay and he survived and he was going to get better, hopefully, and he had some hurdles, but he was trending up. Like, you know, there was that, the the, the game the week after uh, against the Patriots where Naeem Himes runs back that, like, opening kickoff, right? Like, that, what an amazing experience as a Bills fan. And DeMar Hamlin was tweeting, and he said, OMFG to that, like, like literally said that he didn't spell out the words. He didn't say anything else. He said, OMFG. And to that point where, you know, oh my freaking God, right? Like that's what that stands for. Like that's not, that's, that's one way of saying it. Or it could be <laughs> but, goodness, right? He's, oh my freaking goodness. You're right. True. He, just because he didn't spell it out. You don't know what he was abbreviating, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But people took that chance even before this Jesus jacket came out to kind of say well like hey like why would you use the lord's name in vain like this is like we just prayed for you like how could you do this right so so then it kind of boiled over to this jesus jacket and to me uh and i want your guys' thoughts on this john and mike but it was just it was just sounded like people just looking for a reason to be upset if you've ever watched Demar hamlin or seen any of his videos the first thing he did especially when he won the alan page awards which i just mentioned um he thanked god he thanked everyone help for helping him like he's a very deeply religious person um if you've seen his t-shirts like there's like the cross on him like it's not it's not meant to be he's he i could absolutely see now i know him better than probably a lot of people on social media do as bills fans we all do but like He's not that kind of person, but even if he was, for the most part, like, it's not it's not controversial. It's an artist's depiction of Jesus, right? Like, just because it's not, like, the normal Jesus that we all grew up looking at, that they, like, you know, had in Catholic schools or churches or whatever, like, your grandparents, like, bedrooms, right? Like, this is, this is not that same picture of him. And so when people see that, I think they're just like, oh, okay. So, I, you know, you're seeing social media, like, take it to the far extreme, of course, again, where, like... I just mentioned the OMFG thing, people saying, you know, how could you, like, we prayed for you, blah, blah, blah. Like, I saw someone say, you know, on the far right side of, like, you know, Christianity and social media saying, like, you know, apparently we, we could pray and save Damar's life, but we can't pray and save his soul at the same time. You know, like, and it's just, it's just so extreme saying that, like, what, now he goes to hell because he wore that jacket? Like, it's just, it's like, 
I always kind of cringe when I say that when we talk about cancel culture or anything like that, because I think sometimes people like like there there's such a a spectrum of cancel culture because Matt Reza's parents were like, this is cancel culture. It's like, yeah, but you know, he has, he statutory raped a teen. Like, you know, the, there's like all this other level, you know, and all these other things we don't know about. But then you have people like this, they're like trying to cancel Damar Hamlin. It's just like, well, well, I don't get it. Like anyway, so I'm going to leave it on that note before we talk even more in depth into this. But John, when you saw that and you saw like the point, did you think the same thing I did is like these guys, these people criticizing Demar Hamlin just need a hobby, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, yeah, it's just a, a piece of artwork. Um, I don't even like. I don't even understand the the bad depiction of it because when you see him on the cross, like in regular depictions, it's just as bad, right? Like it's it's Jesus on the cross. So I'm like bad being being like sad, I guess. Um, but I don't understand like you see it everywhere right in 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 christianity so i and and it's just another depiction of it so i i don't understand that part um you said a lot of things so it's kind of hard to address all of it (laughs) consecutively i didn't shut up that's my fault (laughs) (laughs) well well like well you you were just saying like the cartoon part or the the depiction like it's a cartoon we're not used to seeing jesus as a cartoon like like i know in religion like me growing up like i like every single depiction like in my parents house or my grandparents house or wherever it was like it was looking it was always tried to make it like lifelike right like he was right there looking at you it was never supposed to be like this is a simpsons version of jesus right like that what was he looking at you doing nate (laughs) (laughs) eating dinner mike that's all (laughs) Looking, judging, <laughs> smiling, no, just, uh, <laughs> his eyes followed you all around the room, right? But, like, everything is always supposed to look like he's right there, like he's, look, like, this is the first time I th- that I can think of, besides, like, if he's ever been in a cartoon, like, or, like, South Park or something like that, like, where he doesn't look exactly like a portrait of what we think Jesus would look like, which, by the way, like, Jesus doesn't look like that. Like, I grew up thinking he was white. <laughs> like, he is... He was, there's no way that he grew up in the Middle East and was white, you know? So, but anyway, that's another topic. But yeah, it was a depiction. It was a cartoon depiction of him. He wasn't happy. He was like, it was definitely some artistic, or not integrity, but um, artistic uh, creativity, whatever, taken out of it for sure. So, So here's a question for you. So you believe in freedom of speech, right? You bet your ass I do. <laughs> <laughs> so... Is there something he could have put on his jacket or had a jacket of that would have offended you in such a way that you would have joined the, you know, whoever else? Social, the social media brigade? The cancel? Uh, so, like, I don't know. It's also tough for me because I'm not as religious as I used to be or anything like that, but like if he if he was something to the effect of like like I could see people getting upset if it was like Jesus with devil horns, right? Like, you know, something to that effect. Um if it was something if if the words instead of what do the words say on the back of it? Eternal or something like that? I think it says eternal. Um if it was like 
Jesus is evil. Like, I could see why people would... If you blatantly came out and said something like that, then, you know, I could understand. But other than that, it's just... Yeah, I mean, generally, you, as long as you're not, like, threatening people or, kill, or threatening to kill people or something, like, in general, it doesn't really matter, right? No, not at all. Mike, quick thoughts before we talk about Adrian Peterson. Quick thoughts about uh, DeMar Hamlin's jacket. I agree with John. You covered a lot of topics. Uh, oh, you know what? If he wore uh, something with Miami Dolphins on it, then I would have canceled him. That would have been one thing. Oh, yeah. You would have led that, and I would have been right there behind you, <laughs> holding the torch. <laughs> cancel. <laughs> I, have, I have a quick story about cancel culture after we talk about DeMar Hamlin. It has to do with the Miami Dolphins, in case people don't know that story. But go ahead. I don't think like I'd we'd... be saying too much more than parroting you guys. Like I, I personally don't think it's amazing art, but to me, like contemporary art, like art has sucked since the Renaissance, right? <laughs> uh, but I don't think he meant like he didn't mean to offend anybody. Like you said, he's super religious. Yeah, like I don't like the jacket. <laughs> like I'm not like I'm not like this is a good jacket. I would ever wear it. I would never wear it. Of course, I would. I don't know if I'd ever wear art that wasn't like trying to be lifelike in general. Right, like if it's not a Buffalo Bills symbol or whatever, I don't, I don't need, I don't wear art. You guys aren't, like if if I if I look at if I was to go to a, a, an art museum and say that looks like good art, it's because it looks exactly like what it looks like in real life. Like I'm it not looks the type as of... close to a photograph as possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of photographs. If we're if we're being honest about it, big fan. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but, but yeah, I, I tend to wear a lot of plain gray T-shirts and. And things. <laughs> so John also hates art, <laughs> creativity. No, no. I also yeah, can't yeah. afford art. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're mostly just angry that we can't afford <laughs> the good stuff. But yeah, yeah. So okay, so but, to, that's but the f- to, people get offended about like the the I guess the silliest things. Like, don't you have to worry about your own stuff? <laughs> it's kind of emblematic of not having anything else to care about yeah it's like yeah like i said manufactured rage i don't know yeah yeah worry about yourself right and your family like what cares what other people are doing yeah exactly exactly that's always been the older i get especially the more i'm just like if it's not bothering me or you directly like in a bad way who cares who cares what you do like if it's not hurting anyone or it's not like, if it's hurting your feelings because it's just not the way you see the world 100%, like, that's that's so much less important than, like, they're hurting, you know, people or animals or whatever. Like, that's that's something else completely. So, so speaking of hurting people, animals, and children, <laughs> Adrian Peterson decided to weigh in on this one. <laughs> Adrian, old AP, right, all day, uh, was upset at the at this jacket. Jacket? Is it a jacket or a coat? I say jacket. John, Mike, jacket. Yeah, I think when I was younger, I probably would have said coat. But uh, as an adult, I think I've, I'm a jacket person. <laughs> well, Ham- yeah, exactly. Me too. Hamlin calls it a coat. He's young though. He's younger, <laughs> so that's what he thinks. He's he's learning. So so, but Adrian Peterson came on and uh, he wrote an Instagram post that he was is blasphemy. He basically torched him on social media, bringing it up. Um, and then he wrote after, after that, he said, after speaking with, by the way, it's so rich to me that Adrian Peterson of all people is giving us 
a lesson on morality, right? Like that's one of the things, one of the few things I have an issue with religion in general is the people that act the most righteous have like such checkered pass, <laughs> right? Like, like Adrian Peterson, who was basically, I don't know if he was arrested or indicted or something for uh, abusing his, his like five-year-old son, like hitting him with a, 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 a stick so badly that like he was bleeding and um anyway it was so bad i get that confused with tyree kill but that just goes to show you they're both terrible people so i could confuse either one of them but like first of all you should never hit kids but you should definitely never hit kids if you're the size of adrian peterson and you're like built like a like a brick you know anyway so a brick wall so uh, he had an, an issue with it, and he said, after speaking with Damar, I understand that it's coming, not coming from a place of ill intent. You know, I apologize for offending you. I just offended. Apologize for, I just felt offended in that moment as a man who loves and respects our Lord and Savior. And to me, when I read that, I'm just like, dude, you need to worry about, you know, taking care of your own family and like treating those people with respect. Then what, what, what a uh, someone is wearing. Uh, in a game that you don't even play anymore in a place that you're not even at, right? Like, it's just... It'd be like... I'm trying to think of the equivalent. It'd be like O.J. Simpson getting upset that there was, like, you know, that somebody else would have, like, a... a he, him getting upset at Ray Lewis <laughs> for that murder, right? Like, the stabbing or whatever. Like, how could you do something like whoa, that? Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, How could you not whoa, go to whoa, the Whoa, 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 whoa. The glove didn't fit. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like... Oh, it'd be like Ben Roethlisberger getting mad, mad at Matt Ariza or something like that. Like, I tried to think of another example. Someone, some terrible person getting mad at some other terrible person for doing something terrible. But, like, Adrian Peterson absolutely has no leg to stand on when it comes to discussions of what people should or shouldn't do in any way, shape, or form. And he should probably just keep his mouth shut altogether. No one cares. It'd be like Michael Vick. There you go. Michael Vick giving uh, advice on how to how to treat your animals, right? Like, uh, like... How to, how to train your dog or something, right? Oh, I think, too, it's like people speaking about things that they don't know anything about, right? Because, like, even go to the source material, like, who does Jesus dress down? It's not like King Herod who's going around killing all the babies. It's not like even Pontius Pilate. He's, like, always um, – it's like the religious righteous people, right? The hypocrites who presume to judge everybody else. Like, those are the the villains, in essence. Right, like the Pharisees. It's like every yeah. p- parable is like they're presuming to judge everybody else and presuming to know like God's will. Like that's what's so hypocritical about everybody attacking the dude for wearing a jacket. <laughs> Isn't that – I always found that like always hypocritical about some – And then to do it publicly. Sorry. And to do it publicly like for their own internet points. It's not it, – it's never like pulling them aside like, hey, man, like here's my take on this. Which is funny because uh, somebody did pull him aside and say that. Um, who was it? Who mentioned in the comments? Uh, Fred Taylor and a former NFL running back, Fred Taylor, immediately jumped to Hamlin's defense, saying Peterson should have contacted Hamlin directly before blowing him up online. You should DM him, bro. I'm sure he'll listen to your opinion. Posting it doesn't help anyone. He's young. Young people don't always think before they wear things. Just like people who wear skulls and other things don't that things that doesn't align with Christian beliefs try to reach him. But yeah, exactly. Like I, that's one of the issues I have. Like with religion, not just Christianity, but, but like people that are so righteous that are like 
in a religion where you're not supposed to be judging people, you find them constantly judging people or constantly saying, I'm better than you or this is why you're not as good as what you should be. Whereas in reality, it's like, you know, it's this is a great example. We were talking about parents earlier. Like, this is my favorite story about my dad who, like, still to this day, I don't know if he's ever missed a week of church ever. And, like, to the point where, like, we'd go on vacation and he'd make sure that there was, like, he'd always find the church, like, closest. It's like, ugh, Dad, like, let's take a week off, right? Like, he'd find the church closest to, like, the hotel we were staying at or whatever on vacation. And, like, as soon as we left the parking lot after church, without fail, be like, what the hell? Get the hell out of the way. Like, you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, you know, like, just just the ridiculousness of that. Like, dad like weren't you did you not just sit through that like like forgiveness and like patience and all this stuff like yeah like while i'm there sure you know he didn't say that but like you know it's it's not just him like i use him as an example because it's my own personal thing but like dad, how many he's other... he hasn't started listening yet huh <laughs> <laughs> no no and it's not because of his hearing he just doesn't <laughs> he even told me like earlier this like oh where can i find your podcast well you know the ones we've been doing for six years now <laughs> like <laughs> just now all of a sudden interested he had the internet the whole time retired got nothing better to do <laughs> This is the first episode he actually listens to while disowning me and like negating all of my inheritance <laughs> with my sisters. So, um, but yeah, that's, yeah. Like what, what percentage are, of people are even upset about it? Right. It's probably not a very large percentage. Right. So we're like, it can't be right. So we're like, what, what are we really talking about here? What's funny is, hold on. Like, the people, they're getting a lot of, like, like this guy, Stu Peters, the People's Bullhorn, Stu Peters Show, whatever. I don't know what he does. But he, he said, you know, he was the one that was mentioned that said our prayers might have saved his life, but apparently not his soul. Like, I mean, that tweet got, like, almost a million views, right? That's what he wants, a million views, right? Like, that's the whole point to social media. True, because you want people to say, like, negative stuff about you because then it increases your visibility right like if this was 1992 and hamlin wore that jacket at the super bowl like would you ever hear about this no no there wouldn't be an article about it nothing no because there nobody would would be there to put a microphone in adrian peterson's face which is basically what instagram does right like gives him a voice gives him gives everyone this megaphone to to just shout at their followers or shout at like and then they can share and then it can gain momentum you're right you're right that wouldn't exist unless cbs nbc fox or whatever at the super bowl that day did a piece on it or someone like 2020 or 60 minutes did one after that or it was in the newspaper or like a large newspaper too not like not like the buffalo news it would have to be like you know the new york times or the washington post or yeah, something and, like that and that probably wouldn't have even happen no because they were like no there's nothing controversial about this why would we do an article about this or a piece about that exactly so i mean we spent a lot of time talking about it but i thought it was odd that like anything bills related came up during the super bowl and then much less that which is which is disappointing and whatever you know like it's unfortunate um that he's getting dragged down you know this is somebody somebody wrote this on uh cassidy proctor who is the who is she? She's the DJ at uh, the 103.3 The Edge in Buffalo. She is on in the mornings, and she wrote, and I thought this was interesting, all of these we donated to DeMar Hamlin's charity, so he owes us an explanation. People are giving me strong, 
I paid for I paid for her dinner, so she owes me sex vibes, <laughs> which I thought I thought was like a really good analogy. I I definitely didn't think as being a guy, I didn't think about it like that, but it was a very interesting point. So I retweeted that one, you know, and it's just like that's funny. I, think uh, reasons... I, I regret donating to this kids charity thing. Oh, that's I, like, I <laughs> come on. Like, why did I ever do that? Like, oh, I'm sorry, your money still goes to help. Yeah, children. Jeez, such a such a shame. It's also like, it, it, we talk about like, you know, the religious aspect of it. Like, there are those people, I think, that like are upset. Like, we prayed for Damar Hamlin, so like he owes us. Like, he owes us an apology. We prayed for him. Like, I prayed for him. Like, I took, you know, 20 seconds out of my day to pray for him so that he would survive. So he owes me. It's like it's like these people are putting themselves on the same level as the folks giving him CPR on the field, <laughs> like literally saving his life. It's like I was. I mean, I pray for like like basically that guy in their in their minds, like they associate themselves with that, you know, at the same level, which I never did. I mean, I prayed for the guy, but I wasn't like, you know, good. Now you owe me. <laughs> like it's just interesting. So on that note. Unless you guys have anything further to say about that. We spent a lot of time on that. But I felt like it, it deserved it. There's probably not going to be a ton of Bills news for the rest of the season. Just he, little nuggets here and there. Um, this last Friday afternoon, the Buffalo Bills signed safety Zane Anderson to a two-year contract. Um, Anderson was an undrafted free agent out of BYU in 2021. And he landed a spot with the Kansas City Chiefs where he's been a member with the practice squad there the last two seasons. Uh Anderson's now, he's a safety, a 26-year-old safety. Um, He was caught up in a, like, very, like, deep backfield, which I thought was a great point um, by Brandon Bean uh, to go after, like, you know, uh, like, one of the reasons why, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, Eddie Yarborough, defensive end Eddie Yarborough for the Bills. But, like, I was excited when the Bills brought him on because, you know, that was the same defensive end rotation as DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller, at the Broncos. So you're like, well, you know, we're getting this guy. This guy might be, you know, on his way up ascending, but he's just been caught behind a really crowded, you know, defensive end, you know, depth chart, which that wasn't the case, unfortunately. <laughs> but, you know, you're hoping that this guy is the same thing because, uh, you know, the Bills might be losing Jordan Poyer this offseason. The Bills will be losing some special teamers. So he at least gives them depth, a special team. So I just like the, the pickup. Um, there's not really a whole lot to say about this. Um, John and Mike, unless you guys want to step in, but um, basically just provides depth at safety, but also, you know, could be an immediately immediate special teamer for the Buffalo Bills uh, this season. And, you know, wherever they probably just added insurance, you know, so they'll, they'll probably draft a safety at some point, probably try to sign a safety if they don't get Poyer back um, at the right price. So um, that's all there is to say about that. So yeah, they, um, they the Bills are... need depth either way, or maybe even a starter if, if they can't resign Poyer. I mean, he's never started a game undrafted guy a couple of years ago, so it's. I mean, he might not even make the roster, but either way, they need depth. So you know, bring on the competition for training camp, right? Yep, it's like a low, low risk, you know, potentially high upside signing for for yeah for added depth and safety and then also like the bills are losing a lot of special teamers like we we're we're going to talk about all the free agents right now that the bills are losing but let me just give you a couple that you know are definite special teamers which is Jake Kumro, Taiwan Jones, Tyler Matikavich like those are those are huge like free agents that are big contributors on special teams so um and out that doesn't those, even include out of those three guys which one would you pick to stay Tyler Matikavich 
Yeah, me too. Kyler Mankiewicz. Uh, I think he's. I, I, it's sad, but like I feel like I notice him more often than Taiwan Jones. Um, I like Taiwan Jones too, but uh, I like Tyler Medikevich better for some reason. You same? Yeah, same. So I mean, speaking of, so we're gonna go over. So the Bills have twenty four uh, players that are unrestricted or restricted free agents, and uh, I'm gonna go over them with John and Mike and you guys. So. Uh, so we just have them in the back of our head because next week we're going to get more in depth with that. We're going to talk about possible cuts. Um, we're going to talk about uh, possible extensions uh, to free up some cap space, restructures to free up some cap space. Because right now the bills are $19 million over the cap right now before they've even had a chance to sign any of these big-name contracts. So that's kind of a big deal. The bills need to do a lot of movement within the cap just to get under the cap just so that they can sign uh their rookies this, doesn't the this cap go draft. up every year or is this already counting for that it's already taken account oh, <laughs> the great. caps the Fantastic. cap like has already been <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to yep. restructure yep. some this guys is... <laughs> <laughs> you know some signing bonuses up front and whatnot yeah yeah mcdermott's gonna have to take a pay cut just so the bills can sign players um even though i know that doesn't go into it uh, so, so let's start at the top. Uh, I'm going to start. If we we might actually like talk about these guys uh, just briefly. We'll talk more as the weeks go on. But Jordan Poyer um, tops this list as a potential free agent. The Bills won't sign right now. He's almost 32 years old. Uh, he just came off a, a season where he was very injured. Um, his market value, according to Spot Track, is I believe 11 million a year. Almost positive it's eleven million a year. So uh this is a guy that you could see. So so I kinda yep, eleven million a year annually. And I'm guessing it'll probably be maybe a two year contract, him being almost thirty two already. So lots of things to consider. So I'll I'll give you each of you give you a chance to give this ranking for the major free agents. Which you know, most of these won't account for it because most of these free agents, we don't care if they come or go. But, okay, so the top being, there's three levels. Top being, we have to do anything we can to sign this free agent, meaning like Josh Allen, right? Like, and there's very few of these guys out there like that. Or do almost anything you can. Not everything you can because you could always just throw money at it. But do almost everything you can to sign this guy will be the top. The middle will be... Sign them, but only for the right price, meaning like maybe above average what the what the position holds, but like I'd like this guy back to the bottom where like couldn't care less. So do anything, do almost anything to keep him, would like to keep him, or could care less, okay? So John, I'll start with you. Jordan Poyer, what, where would you put him on those three levels? Two. Two middle right. I don't I, see. I don't think there's anybody you can put on that number one level on this entire Agreed. list. Really, number one, you don't care if you sign him or not. No, no, no. Like, Unless you so can. You said one, two, or three, right? So I don't think there's any. One. Oh, you mean uh, so? It's either, it's so either, is... it's either two or three. <laughs> Who invented this ranking system? <laughs> well, I need I need a better ranking it's like system. A complex than... <laughs> is okay, possible. so. So, like, Tremaine Edmonds. Like, Tremaine Edmonds, Same. I wouldn't say you have to do anything for, but, like, I'd say, how about this? I pay him, There's like... There's only two. 
levels. It's only two. Well, what what would you say then? Because like I would sign re-sign Tremaine Edmonds before Jordan Poyer, right? Based on age, based on you know ceiling, based on whatever. Here, here's one. Here's one for you. I put nobody at the one level. I'd put both Poyer and Edmonds at the two level, and everybody else at the three level. I agree. All twenty-two other people. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So Jordan Poyer, you want back, but only for the right price, under market value, which it could be the case. This is just where Spotrac has him. I love Poyer. So Jordan Poyer, who doesn't love Poyer, right? I mean, he's a very, he's been one of their best players. If I'm ranking everybody, he's my he's my one A. He's your one A. To your one B being Edmonds, obviously. <laughs> Edmonds. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Saffold. <laughs> so no, I was going to say next Keenum, up, but you know, <laughs> Keenum. <laughs> dude, I can't believe they paid Case Keenum six million dollars last year. Anyway, so Roger Saffold is next. So this list is based on what the what these players made last year in their salary. Um, I'm, I agree with with John and Mike Poyer, but for the right price, uh, which is possible. It's possible we might get him back. It's possible he goes out there on the market and nobody wants a banged up thirty-two year old safety. You know, so uh, we'll see. Uh, I think I. But if you had to guess, I think we've seen Poyer in his last game as a Buffalo Bill. What do you guys think? If you had to guess, the, if I had to guess, I guess that the Bills would prioritize resending Edmonds over Poyer because of the age thing. Yes, and the fact that but they Tremaine might not Edmonds get they was, might not get either one. So it's it's possible. But like, didn't like it's when, possible. When, when they redid um, when they resigned Milano, didn't he like test free agency and ended up coming back to Buffalo? No, he got signed like a day or two before free agency. Oh, it's just before. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody just else. Just before. Um, yes, you are, and I can't remember who that is off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, um, it might have been. I can't think of who it is at this point. But like Tremaine Edmonds, besides the age, besides the size, you know, besides the position importance that I think he fits in with, you know, McDermott's defense. Um, the fact that he was drafted by Brandon Bean is just like, I mean, if he doesn't re-sign him, he's got to draft another middle linebacker and start all over from scratch for someone to be the quarterback of the of the defense. So to me, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. If they can afford Tremaine Edmonds, they'll, they'll sign him if they can. So his market value based... And what Spotrac says is eleven million dollars, the same as the same as Jordan Poyer. So both being the same, you know, I think I think they signed Tremaine Edmonds, and I think that I would, I wouldn't have said that before this season, but I think Tremaine Edmonds had a pretty good season, minus the last uh, minus the last playoff game. But everyone played terrible in the last playoff game. You, you know, it's interesting. You have this list ranked by twenty twenty last year's salary, right? Mm-hmm. Out of the top eleven, yep. Edmonds is only one of two players that's under thirty. With Jamison Crowder being the other one, he's about to turn 30. Yeah. Yeah, so let's go through that list. Roger Saffold. Um, Mike, what do you think about that one? Roger Saffold. I think we got to let him go, Nate. Yeah. Like, he's the left guard, right? So with him gone, it lets Ryan Bates move back from right guard back to left guard where he excelled in 2021 when the Bills were really clicking on offense. Yeah, that's some good analysis, Mike. You know what's funny is um, – I was thinking, like, what are the reasons? So people are always... That's what you told me to say before we started. (laughs) I know, and you you said it excellently, word for word. 
<laughs> you couldn't copy and paste it, though, could, could you? You had to make me write it down longhand. <laughs> I don't even remember how to write. <laughs> yeah, you stumbled a little bit there in that, that readback. Yeah. Um, I didn't quite say that 100% like that, but no. Yeah, Rogers. it's funny because we all agree that the offensive line is... you should is... say I disagree completely. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, Mike Roger Saffold was the right tackle, not the left guard. You idiot! <laughs> no, <laughs> I couldn't even lie. I can't, I'm such a bad liar. I uh, <clears throat> we all agree that you know the offensive line was awful toward down the stretch for for a decent part of it wasn't awful, but it was subpar, right? And I think we could all like point back to the fact that you know like mike said like i told him to say that roger saffold was signed as the left guard and so before we even started recording john brought up a good point he's like well ryan bates is supposed to play all five positions which he definitely is supposed to be able to center guard both tackles but the thing is you know even when people are able to play all positions they still play some better than others right so I think moving Ryan Bates back over to left guard is an upgrade altogether over Roger Saffold. And then, you know, you just need to draft a right guard or get, you know, a better well, the, the free point, agent right guard. The point I was trying to make was like, so is there that big of a difference between right guard or left guard or did he actually regress from last year? You have to take that into account. It could, it, and we don't know, right? Like we don't know if it's got to do with coaching, how he was coached. Uh, by Dorsey or Aaron Cromer, the offensive line coach. No, we don't know any of that. True. But at least you could say there's there's a trend of success at one position as long as, you know, that can continue um, from 2021. Oops. <laughs> I wonder if that'll get into the recording. Sorry. Just heard a Honda CRV. Did you guys hear that one? Negative. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. I was just listening to a Honda CRV ad while I was going through. Anyway, this is the off season. Let's have these discussions. Uh, Roger Saffold gone. So just to give you an idea, like Joe Biscalia always puts like together these weekly grades for all of the Buffalo Bills throughout like his all 22 tape or whatever. And he gives like a ranking and a GPA or he gives a GPA for each player and he gives a ranking based on that GPA. So obviously a 4.0 is a perfect GPA. No player had that. But he has 35 players, 35 starters that had at least 200 snaps ranked as the all 22 grades or uh final grades and roger saffold was the third worst graded player not just offensive lineman worst graded player on of all the 35 uh players that were so he's 33 out of 35 he was below greg van roten <laughs> you know he was just above tyrell dodson and david questenberry was the worst uh graded player on this list so um yeah Goodbye, Roger Saffold. Um, it was a nice try. It was a nice experiment by Brandon Bean. It just didn't work out. Uh, Case Keenum, the next player, uh, you know, that's I don't think any of us care to have him back. Now, this is one I would like to have back. Now, we didn't mention it. It's not Poyer. It's not Edmonds. Jordan Phillips, I thought, before his shoulder injury, I think he had a torn rotator cuff. Was that what it was? Hold on. I have it here. Uh, torn rotator cuff by Jordan Phillips. Uh, I thought he was having a pretty good season. I thought he was having like, you know, like let's say Ed Oliver is the standard for a defensive tackle. I'd say 70% of 60% of Ed Oliver. Like that's pretty darn good. 
I, I, I would like to see him come back and, you know, if they could get him back in a vet minimum deal or something similar to last season where, you know, he only made $5 million last season, you get him back for three or four this season, if he hasn't completely outplayed his, uh, he's going to be 31 this next season, I think, I think I would bring him back. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good rotational guy and they need as much help on the, if anything, they need more defense, more defense linemen, so, yeah. Jordan Phillips was the 13th ranked player out of 35 in Joe B's list. Like that's pretty good, right? You're you're talking top half. I feel like most of these players in the top half for the right price, like bring them back, right? Like that almost goes without saying almost. And he was ranked 13th. So Tyler Matikavich is the next one on the list, a special teamer slash inside linebacker depth. Um he probably won't be coming back. Tremaine Edmonds, we mentioned earlier, we'd like to see him come back, uh, hopefully for the right price. For the right price for me is like closer to the top 10 of money, not like top five linebacker money. I don't want them to to go that much, but we'll talk about that more in depth as it goes on. Jameson Crowder, wide receiver, is a free agent. I mean, he wasn't even healthy for the Buffalo Bills this entire season. He won't be back. David Questenberry was... The worst rate, worst rated player on on Joe B's list. He probably won't be coming back. Hopefully, I remember uh, Taiwan him Jones up, uh, before the season started. That was a little bit disappointing. <laughs> you were so excited about David Questenberry. <laughs> I remember we talked excited. about him a few times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, looking at what people wrote in uh, uh, at SB Nation, you know, when he left, like they didn't they didn't hate him. So. Uh, Taiwan Jones, running back, special teamer. Taiwan Jones, restricted free agent or unrestricted free agent. Sam Martin, the punter, unrestricted free agent. I'm not as worried about that. I think the Bills can still upgrade a punter and find another cheap one year deal for a punter, like they did with Sam Martin last year. Yeah, that's fine. But either whatever they decide to do on punter is fine. Or draft one in the fifth or sixth round, one that's hopefully not. No, they're you know, drafting ch- receivers and offensive linemen in the draft. And- the entire the yeah. entire draft. Nice. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. <laughs> Greg Van Roten, uh, guard, which was, like I said, right above Roger Saffold at 32 out of 35 on Joe B's grades. Ike Butker, Ike Butker, who was injured the entire season. Shaq Lawson um, is a uh, defensive end. Shaq Lawson is a free agent. Let's see where uh, Joe yeah, B has him. Yeah, Lawson. Number bring, 18. Yeah, bring Lawson back for whatever another rotational guy like he's i always thought he's pretty good against the run on the edge but like i don't know it's hard they've they got all these defensive linemen but like as a collective they have never been really good right they've just been okay so they still need they still need upgrades there but until that happens they need to bring some of these guys back otherwise the it's even worse right exactly aj epinesa and greg rousseau like von miller is the second rated player right from joe b so obviously he's one of the best and then it goes greg rousseau i'm just talking defensive end greg rousseau at eight von miller at two greg rousseau at eight um aj epinesa is 16 and Shaq lawson at 18 so those are your four best defensive ends based on this list and then you have boogie basham which is the next down at 26 you know so so you're talking there's, about there's, uh jordan phillips earlier how does he rank on the, his list for defensive tackles Oh, defensive tackles, good call. Uh, so Ed Oliver is number six. He's the first one. Actually, Daquan, I'm sorry, Daquan Jones is number five. So we're going to talk Daquan, about that. Daquan, nice. In... Daquan, I know, I know, I like Daquan Jones. 
he is he is not a restrict or an unrestricted free agent. I see the Bills look at him and possibly extending him to free up some cap space, um, which is something I'd absolutely be interested in doing. Um, Joe B. Lived up, you know, not for nothing. Daquan Jones wasn't playing that last game, the the game against the Bengals. That might have had something to do with one of the reasons why they were so uh, they were having such issues in the middle of the the defensive line. Anyway, Daquan Jones number five, Ed Oliver number six. Uh, the next one is Jordan Phillips at number 13. And then I guess it would be Tim Settle at number 23. Yeah, so, so like without upgrades, you want to keep both Phillips and, and Lawson if you can. Yes, exactly. Bring them back in another one-year deal, right? I like that one. So really, I mean, we're, we're kind of prioritizing this like Poyer Edmonds, 1A, 1B, right? Like get one of those two and then like Phillips Lawson essentially, right? Yeah, it, it's actually really interesting because, like, if you look, like, before free agency, like, their biggest needs are receiver, offensive line, and and maybe more on the defensive line. But, like, we've been primarily talking about defensive guys on this uh, free agency list where their top two needs are probably on the offense. So that's probably a good thing, I'm guessing, because, yeah. like, they're, you know, they're not losing. It's not like, oh, Stephon Diggs or... Mm-hmm. Or you know, Mitch Morris are up for uh, whatever. But yeah, I mean, Mitch well, Morris. So Mitch Morris has had six concussions too, so you can't like. Yeah, he's not a forever. You can't count on that forever. Um, yeah, I, I I love that you brought up Mitch Morris because he is the highest rated um, offensive lineman on this list. John, I'm glad you said something because he's number twelve on this list. And I mean, in a in a perfect world, in my opinion. Is that you get you draft a center guard combo that can play? It's almost like do you guys remember when the Bills drafted Eric Wood and like his first year he was a guard, even though he was a center at Louisville, he played guard and then Jeff Handgardner was the center, and then after Jeff Handgardner left the next season or they cut him or whatever, like Eric Wood moved into center, right? So like he got a year under his belt in the NFL at guard, and then he just kind of moved over and continued his progression like i'm not saying i necessarily want that after one year for mitch morris because but like like you said the concussions are an issue he might be the best offensive lineman but anytime he gets a concussion like he did this season you're like this could be the end of his career right so yes um, it's very concerning when offensive line is one of their top two needs and their best guy has that injury history Mm -hmm. exactly exactly which is which is scary that the depth is is not good on the offensive line. And you can see by the players that were just like, that are free agents who were just like, see ya. You know, like, so so we're getting down to like, you know, Jake Kumro, uh, wide receiver, special teamers leaving. He's an unrestricted free agent. Dean Marlowe, safety. Bobby Hart, guard. See ya. AJ Klein. Like, a lot of these guys are guys they just signed at the end of the season. Justin Murray, tackle, offensive tackle. Devin Singletary. Now, Devin Singletary is the first player that we've mentioned on the offensive side of the ball where I could see the interest in keeping because I like Devin Singletary as a running back. Um, I've liked him since he's come here. Um, Spotrack has him at $5.5 million. Where like the running backs are dime a dozen, man. Just keep it rolling. That's, that's the thing, un- right? Grab like an undrafted guy to pair with James Cook. Don't even draft a guy. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> Let's take a late round guy at least. I am like, it so have to be... sick. The Bills are doing it again. Like remember, like I would always complain about it. They they first round picks. It'd be like McGahey yep. and Spiller and uh, 
Lynch, and then they would trade first round picks for McCoy, <laughs> like all these things, and they're doing it again just to like around earlier, right? Like they get Cook and Singletary. Singletary was third, right? Moss was a third round pick, yeah. but like every year yeah. in the top three rounds, they're drafting a guy. I'm like, why are we doing this again? Like. <laughs> And they're having, oh, besides Cook, I mean, Singletary they had success with, but, like, yeah, you would kind of hope for a little bit more than Singletary. I liked Singletary a lot, but, like, you know, a little bit more success. Like, you're watching the Eagles and the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl, and you're like, they each have, like, players that could be starters over Devin Singletary, you know? Like Pacheco or Jarek McKinnon or Miles Sanders or whatever. Like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of those guys could start over Devin Singletary, you know? I like yeah, I'm not. I'm if not. Comes... I'm not interested in retaining or drafting running backs like at all. <laughs> okay. Like even Mike, even take... even before the Bills had a good quarterback, they like like for Jackson, like great. Like it, they don't need to spend the draft capital on a guy like that. Mm-hmm. So John doesn't want a running back because a lot of like mock drafts has the Bills taking a running back in the first round. That that just. <laughs> John, how how angry does that make you when you see things like that? When you just had that take, you just had that the Bills shouldn't take one in the first three rounds, and you see him taking in the first round. That's stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, agreed. Um, I like Devin Singletary. I would like to keep him back, but I don't think that they will, and I don't think that they value him in the way that they in the way that uh, uh, that means that they'll keep him in any extent. But he's the only player on the offense that I would consider for the right price, which won't be, which will probably be more than the vet minimum. <laughs> so unlikely. Tyrell Dodson, linebacker, depth middle linebacker, is a free agent, is a restricted free agent. Dane Jackson is a restricted free agent corner. I could see them potentially trying to keep him or at least tendering him. Um, yeah, I, like, I don't think I like they'll give him. Dodson and Jackson, I'd, I'd yeah, if. if... If they don't have to restrict him for too much, I think both those guys for sure. What about Cam Lewis? Cam Lewis is a restricted free agent as well. Are you are you still hung up on the Justin Jefferson fourth and eighteen catch? No, I'd uh, yeah, I'll keep Cam Lewis I, too. They need corners, I, right? Like yeah, it's the and same he was thing playing as, out of position as a safety. I think that day. Yeah, but yeah, they need corners. I would I would tender all three of those. And just yeah. see what comes back. If if and somebody all, wants to sign him, at least I mean, yeah. Dane Jackson. So so we mentioned. By the way, I forgot to give you the final grades on Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer. Our first two, you know, our two favorite, you know, unrestricted free agents. Tremaine Edmonds was number ten, and Jordan Poyer was right under him at number eleven. So uh, very, you know, top of that list right there. Um, as far as Devin Singletary, by the way, was number 14 on Joby's list. Is James Cook over there? James Cook was number 19. So Dane Jackson, where did Dane Jackson figure out in grading? Dane Jackson was number 29 out of 35. So not great. Not great, Bob. <laughs> 29 out of 35. But he was just under Christian Benford, with which Christian Benford has been discussed um, as becoming the next potential safety, uh, starting safety if Jordan Poyer does not get resigned. So figure Christian Benford, um, Zane Anderson, both competing for that role at safety across mm-hmm. from Michael, Micah Hyde. Benford was injured for a while too, right? Yep. I think he broke an arm or something. Um, but yeah, he was, I think he was on the road to come back. Yeah. Uh, later, just, later on pick and a rookie and having that injury to 
be you know he started some games too. Like I think it was I think I he thought did. he looked pretty good too. Yeah, I, but Kai, yeah. he only like, finished like, a few yeah, spots. It, yeah, early on, like were, there, were people talking about, oh, he might be better than Kyrie Elam and all this. Well, he was starting over Kyrie Elam at the beginning of the season, yeah. and I think towards the end of the season, Kyrie Elam just like you know after Christian Benford went out and they needed to start Kyrie Elam. I think he just looked. They didn't need to start Kyrie Elam. Sorry, uh, Tredavious White came back, and I think he just Dane Jackson got injured, and Kyrie Elam just looked that much better than Dane Jackson that they couldn't put Dane Jackson back in. So yeah, that's right. So Dane Jackson tender him, but it's depth. It's depth, and it's cheap insurance. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, and and like, who knows what'll happen in the off season? And keep you know, keep as many players as you can. I guess. Mm-hmm. And the last two free agents. Um, unrestricted free agents, Jaquan Johnson, who was up until this season the official backup of the Buffalo or the Circling the Wagons podcast. I love Jaquan Johnson. Did not have a great 2022 season. I will say that, unfortunately. He could not, you know, get the starting role over DeMar Hamlin. And then when he had to go in, you know, they signed Dean Marlowe because they didn't trust Jaquan Johnson. It didn't look good. He didn't have a great end of the season. So, um, and then you have Tommy Sweeney as a tight end. I don't think they bring any of those guys back. Um, and I don't care if they bring Tommy Sweeney back or Jaquan Johnson, you know, at this point. So, so really, we just have Jordan Poyer, Jordan Phillips, Tremaine Edmonds, Shaq Lawson, and then like you know Dodson, Jackson, Lewis as restricted free agents, and that's yeah. it. Not and a whole lot maybe, of players. So maybe pick your favorite special teamer out of the rest, right? Exactly. Exactly. Pick, pick, pick one, right? So I think what we'll do next week, next week's topic of conversation will be our biggest needs. And, and we've alluded to a lot of them. We talked offensive line, wide receivers, you know, uh, weapons, you know, Josh Allen's weapons to throw to that could include tight end. Uh, we're going to basically break it down and we're going to come up with a list that we think is pretty accurate to what the Bills need uh, needs going forward and then you know we'll also throw in some scenarios like if they do resign Tremaine Edmonds obviously middle linebacker isn't a need you know stuff like that or as, as high of a need right um, we're going to take that into account and just kind of go over that more in depth next week and uh, and use that as a discussion piece and and the, the thought is that after that after we finalize our uh, team needs next week the week after we'll talk about you know, ways to gain more cap space for the free agents uh, that we do want to keep, and then also um, some more potential free agents, um, ways to keep, uh, to make some cap space. And then we'll talk about right before free agency, the week before free agency, which will be three Sundays from now. Uh, We're going to talk about free agents at those top level needs of positions that we would like to see the Bills go after. Like maybe like a pie in the sky, like Von Miller like signing, which probably won't happen this season. It's almost assuredly won't happen this season. And then maybe some like mid level guys, or maybe some low tier guys that the Bills could go after that could end up paying off, you know, in in the long run. So it's going to be a fun uh, podcast going into free agency. Um, again, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Please check out the Delago Resort and Casino. Uh, lots of stuff going on. There's basketball to watch there. There's hockey to watch there. Uh, March Madness is coming up soon. Tons of really cool uh, things going on there. Um, concerts, concerts, stand-up comedy acts. Uh, I met Frazier there. I met Kelsey Grammer there. Uh, cool place. Cool place to go to, so check that out. Um, Want to thank uh, Andre Reed. 
Hall of Fame wide receiver Andre Reid for doing the intro, the newest intro to uh, the podcast. It was really cool. Um, we were able to see um, his Hall of Fame ceremony in Canton, so that was even more special that he did that. So I want to thank Andre Reid for doing that. Super cool guy. Very cool dude. Um, want to plug our T Public store real quick? Um, if you're looking for any new Bill shirts, talking about speaking of like terrible art, <laughs> we were Demar Hamlin's jacket. Check out our T Public store. See what kind of artwork we have for Bill shirts. Like you're bound to like one of those. We don't have anything that show uh, a zombie like Jesus. So um, check that out. the The link is in the show notes for the podcast wherever you're listening to your podcast. And that's about it. Any final final notes for John or Mike? Anything else you want to? Say before we uh, we end this one. Yeah, I heard Rex Ryan's interviewing for the DC uh, coordinator position with the with the uh, Broncos. Interesting. You hope he gets it. Yeah, I I kind of like. <laughs> if to I see don't him... have to watch him on TV. <laughs> if he's not sure. in our division, I kind of like to see him back in the league, right? Sure. I, I think no... it's passed him by. It's more of a thinking man's league now. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a defensive genius. I think he's a defensive genius when he has uh, future, like 10 future Hall of Famers on his defensive squad, like the Ravens, you know. Um, so I don't know. How if about some def- other bills uh, failing upwards? <laughs> the XFL, have you seen that? Like Russ Brandon is the president. Doug Whaley's the senior VP. Like what is going <laughs> on? <laughs> right, now that's just it's like bizarre world. <sighs> that's just that, – that, the league's doomed to fail, right? It's just, it's no, is that the one that The Rock is part of, or is that the USFL I'm thinking of? I don't know. Is the USFL starting the, up, or is it the XFL? Which one is sponsored? I think I think The Rock is in the XFL. They bought from Vince McMahon. Oh, okay. Million, I think. That's it. Jeez, <laughs> couldn't even couldn't even yeah. buy season tickets to some NFL teams for for that That's amount crazy. of money. Jeez. Okay. But how do you pick? You're like, ah, oh, I could have any executive I want to be president. Bill Polian would probably do it. You're like, let me take, let me take uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledummer over here. Well, Russ Brandon is terrible. He's terrible. Did I ever tell you that um, one of my first jobs out of college was at this um, firm? I won't say what kind of firm it is, but uh, this guy I worked with is such a tool. Like, he was one of those guys that was just, like, so conceited all the time, whatever. Um, he's his life coach. He's Russ Brandon's life coach <laughs> that I found out, like, after his big fall from grace because he got caught, like, like cheating on his wife with an intern or something like that in the Sabres organization. Because he was the president of the Sabres and the Buffalo Bills at one point. And then he just got fired by the Pagulas and a big scandal with that. Apparently he was like a sex addict or something. I feel like that's just an excuse for like when someone <laughs> gets caught doing something they shouldn't have. Like, oh, I'm just addicted to it. There's no way I can stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> We're all addicted to everything. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, Didn't Ty- wasn't Tiger uh, addict? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like that was his excuse. Yeah, that was his excuse. David Duchovny at Tiger. <laughs> he wouldn't. Yeah. I'm addicted to it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get enough of it. Sorry, it's not my fault. It's the addiction's fault. (laughs) Treating it like it's a drug or whatever. Um, Yeah, that's funny. Failing upwards. Failing upwards. I can't even think of worse people because you want to make the joke of like, what? 
so and so didn't want any of that, but you can't <laughs> think of anybody worse. <laughs> <laughs> what they couldn't get Rex Ryan to become oh. their G- <laughs> the GM of the, the that's that's insane. The so, Ryan thing wh- I can almost see because he I I think he would make a bunch, but he was a much better defense quarter than a coach. So like a, a team taking a flyer on that, I, I could see. But the other guys, uh, it's a bit. At least they're not in the NFL. The, the other two, right? Like they're some other league. Could you imagine like it's kind some of... some NFL team like bringing on Russ Brandon? Like really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. It'd be like I'm trying to think of a player that failed so miserably. It'd be like a team signing Zay Jones like 10 million a year or whatever he got signed for. Like by the Jaguars, it's just like really, like ugh. What, what was that Doug Whaley quote in the press mm-hmm. conference about like winning? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's one of our. I have that as a sound drop. Yeah, winning involves two things: <laughs> players and winning, <laughs> or something like that. Right? Like was wasn't that it? That that could have been it. Like <laughs> that was exactly it. You said it word for word, <laughs> spot on. That's, I don't think he understands how transitive properties work or like how logic itself works. A plus B equals B. <laughs> Whatever. B equals A plus B. Like, wait, what? A equals B plus A. <laughs> like, I don't think that's how that is. Anyway. No, I'm kind of glad Rex Ryan's back. I have no ill will towards Rex Ryan. Unlike Whaley and, you know... Uh, Brandon, which we've been so much better off without them. Like, I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care if you guys succeed or not. I don't guess I don't wish you will against them, but I'm not praying that they succeed. Where it would be nice to see Rex Ryan do a little bit better. I didn't hate the guy while he was here. I thought he was a terrible hire at the time, but I just kind of rolled with it like you do with your team. Like, let's hope this wasn't a terrible hire. Let's hope that this goes well, you know? I had no idea you prayed as much as you do, apparently. <laughs> At least yeah. you don't pray ill will. It's on been people. very enlightening. Yeah. Oh, I tried doing that. It doesn't work as well. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't. But pray it requires up. no effort. It's like <laughs> it's literally half a second. <laughs> well, pray <laughs> done. <laughs> well, did all I could do. <laughs> Whereas, like some people are like, "Oh shoot, I forgot to do it." That's eh, okay. It worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like if you had to do something, if you had to make a pilgrimage and like, Oh, okay. You really did something for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Like even like literally you can, while you're driving, listening to the radio, (laughs) (laughs) you don't even have to turn down the radio to pray. (laughs) (laughs) Do you pray for John and I, I pray that you guys become better (laughs) co-hosts. So far, the big uh, big G hasn't <laughs> hasn't hasn't helped me out there. Um, no, it's Whatever. no, no. It's funny that you mentioned. Like Signing I don't. Off. I pray. I don't pray that often. But it reminds me of of a Jim Gaffigan skit where he's like, "If you ever lost your kid in a public place, like whether you're religious or not, you start praying. You're like, dear God, if you could ever find it in your way to like, you know, find a, I swear, like I'll go to church every Sunday. I'll be like, oh, there he is. Well, forget everything I just said, God. I'll see you, see you later when I get cancer. <laughs> Talk to you later when I get cancer. 
And it's it's funny because he said it and not me. So, <laughs> anyways, yep. On that note, so signing off for John. Love you guys. Go Bills. <laughs> for Mike. Go Bills. For me, Nate. I love you guys, and I pray for you guys. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again. I pray for that next week's episode will be better than this. Go Bills. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com slash Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com slash flagship. This is a paid advertisement.